Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Having a good time here on a Monday. Nick and Ken with you here on the BetQL Network. We'll be on with our friends on Stadium for the next 40 minutes. And then if you're watching on Stadium, we would urge you to check out twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show. Give you all our bets for tonight in hockey, in the NBA, side total of props, Monday Night Football with the Bills and the Broncos. Lockmas still to come. Ken Barkley's going to tell you how to bet the national championship market. Really interesting in college football. And we still have a couple more games to hit in our initial handicap of Week 11. We'll save a couple coming up for tomorrow, as we always do here on You Better You Bet. But we will get into today, before we say au revoir at the end of the show, the Cowboys and the Panthers. God almighty, poor Bryce Young. The Cowboys and the Panthers in Carolina. Yeah. The Jaguars and the Titans coming up in Jacksonville. And C.J. Stroud and the Texans hosting Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in Houston. A really interesting side and total discussion on tap for that game. But joining us right now to talk the National Football League, maybe a little NBA if we have some time as well, one of our absolute favorites joins us basically every single Magnificent Football Monday, and we're very lucky to have him on the show. It's our friend, the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. Uh, Drew has been coming on with us since 2019. He supports us. You should support him. Follow him on Twitter if you haven't already, at whale underscore capper. Um, betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Andy Molitor. Be sure to check out those endeavors from our guy, the great Drew Dinsick. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Appreciate you guys having me and a uh, super nice introduction as always. Appreciate you guys uh, kind of uh, continuing to reach out because I love talking to you every magnificent football Monday. So this is a, a joy, Aww. a two way. This is a, this is a two way handicap here. What, uh, what do you got cooking tonight? This is usually we ask you about Monday night football and sometimes Nick and I'll be like, we don't really, we don't really have anything that we really like, sure. but tonight is not the case. We we really like Denver, and maybe we're nuts. I actually really like the Buffalo got bet back out to eight, so you could bet Denver at eight in this game. But what <laughs> what do you think here? Like, are are we are we nuts? Is Buffalo as bad as we think? What, what do you kind of how do you see tonight's game coming together before we do uh, next week? Yeah, I thought I had a good bet here at uh, Denver plus seven and a half. See it, you know, mm. painted seven as we get late into the market cycle, and then you blink and it's back out to eight, and you're like, oh, I guess uh, there must be some meaningful piece of it. No, this is just market opinion here, which is shocking to me that, yeah, because the move from seven to eight is non-trivial. Um, a lot of a lot of support for this over as well, which I get half of that. The Buffalo Bills defense is in dire straits right now. Like their, you know, season-long injuries have been pretty well covered, I think, to this point. I assume people know that uh, they have lost additional bodies on the defensive side of the ball there. And, uh, you know, we are really down to, um, you know, the, the, the true reinforcements here. You're going to get a lot of, you can get a lot of Josh Norman tonight uh, for that secondary. So uh, best of luck with that. Um, and, you know, I think the Denver Broncos defense, you know, any kind of season long numbers that you're looking at have a huge part of that sample that is tainted by a very, very unhealthy team. Um, they're basically at full strength now defensively. I like the, uh, the general matchup because the Bills right now, you know, they're back to what they were last season, which was a team that runs, you're capable of running pretty much exclusively 11 personnel. 
uh, doesn't really have much going on in the ground game outside of design runs for Josh Allen. Josh Allen's design run uh, count has been appreciably lower this year than it has been in years past, which I get because he's nursing the shoulder injury and you want to keep that guy as healthy, uh, presuming you're going to make a postseason run. You want him uh, as healthy as possible and available. So, um, yeah, I think this number is is way, way, way too um, charitable to the state of the Bills and their, you know, their health and their you know, their overall strength right now. Uh, if they win, I won't be shocked at all. I think they're, they're clearly the better team. Like, there's lots about the Denver Broncos offense that I saw in the early going that I was like, ooh, Sean Payton is doing some nice things. He's fixing some stuff up. Well, you know, a lot of that has gone out the window. You have uh, Russell Wilson holding onto the ball for quite a long time. You have an offensive line that can't block without holding. And you have a running game that is starting to get healthier and a little bit more effective. And I would guess the Broncos try to shorten the game a little bit here on the ground. You're going to get a lot of Javante Williams uh, would be my guess here and uh, you know try to keep uh, Russell Wilson from making the, the back-breaking mistake in this one uh, and that shouldn't be too much of a problem considering the Buffalo Bills stay the Buffalo Bills defense so uh, I think this is going to be a competitive game I think it'll be decided relatively late in the contest I think the Bills probably win but uh, for me anything outside of seven is a play on the visiting Broncos. Right, so all three of us will. What could go wrong? All three of us will be on the Denver Broncos tonight. Broncos country, let's ride. Hashtag let's cover. Uh, Well, we have a lot of stuff we want to hit with you here. So give us this answer in about a minute, if you'd be so kind. Um, It's the same question I always ask you as my first question in these interviews. Um, What's your favorite look, side or total, right now? Coming up this weekend in the National Football League, this next weekend happens to be Week Eleven. Well, what is your favorite look as it stands right now for Week Eleven in the NFL, and why? Yeah, so week 10 was miserable for me. Um, my higher confidence looks all went up in flames. I uh, thought I had a good read on uh, a couple of teams that were elite in the AFC that uh, were at home laying inside of a touchdown and lost outright, including the Ravens, who uh, managed to bottle a 14-point uh, lead with nine, nine minutes to play, which is uh, this is a rough, rough, it was a rough watch. Um, and, you know, I think as we head into this Thursday night football game with those two teams, Cincy and Baltimore coming off of pretty un, uh, uninspiring late game losses. Um, I wonder why this one has been adjusted across three uh, Baltimore injury report is not looking great. Both tackles would have missed practice had they had practice today. Um, and while yes, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard did not practice for the Cincinnati Bengals, there are still pretty interesting ways that team can generate some pressure. Um, Cincinnati's offense was a little bit more concerning against the Texans. I would say, I mean, their defense was truly concerning. And in fact, their EPA per play and, and their statistical performance over the balance of the season is, is shockingly poor. Um, but I was surprised that the offense couldn't get more going against the Texans defense that I think is fine, but not elite. Um, and now this is a much tougher test. So, um, you know, the, the adjustment across three is really what catches me by surprise here. I think this is going to be a super competitive game decided at or around three. And so if I can get three and a half with the road, uh, road Bengals, I'll take it. Um, and, uh, so far that's the only thing actually so far, that's one of the two high profile games I bet this week. I also uh, laid two and a half with Kansas city. So, uh, going for, uh the correct side or at least the uh, favorable side of a couple of key numbers in the high profile primetime games i was gonna my next question was gonna be chiefs eagles if you didn't give us a, a thought or a bet that you like there obviously that game will be uh, a week from tonight can't wait like small point spread rematch of the super bowl like really could see like we never get super bowl rematches obviously this is one you could actually kind of maybe see playing out at the end of the year and it will it also features 
currently the the two two of the favorites for most valuable player the first choice and the second choice it i don't know if you agree with this maybe just the winner of that game wins mvp and it's like so easy easy or something it does feel like there's still so much room for someone to win most valuable player if someone wanted to this year maybe somebody even without like a number one seed type of record a lot of people are talking about cj Stroud. i'm not really thinking that i'm thinking more just like what if Josh Allen has a big game tonight? Or like, what if Tua, like from this point forward, plays really well? Or, you know, like Lamar Jackson can still obviously, like there's, you know, six or seven players where it's like, it feels way more open than it usually does at this point. If you had to kind of pick, I mean, this could be a betting conversation too, but just like, I think just who do you think is going to win MVP is even interesting enough. And we can kind of bring the betting into it afterwards. So in like a minute here, what's your best guess how MVP is going to play out? Uh, I've been operating under the assumption that, uh, the path was pretty clear for whoever gets the one seed in the AFC, that quarterback is your MVP. Um, I know that that's obviously giving a little bit of a short shrift to Jalen Hurts, who, uh, has the best record of football right now. But, uh, I look at the Eagles schedule coming up and I think they're going to take some losses. I still don't think it's an absolute slam dunk that the Eagles win the NFC East and without, you know, without a one seed in a really weak conference, it's tough for me to see, uh, uh, Hertz getting it. I think there's definitely scope for both uh, Detroit and San Francisco to run down uh, Philadelphia for the one seed, if not Dallas to flip them. So uh, I would think Hertz falls out of the conversation. I think Mahomes is probably the right choice here. Um, it has been a super duper uninspiring MVP race to your point. Exactly. I think anytime you kind of get through five weeks of the season and people are really kicking the tires on Brock Purdy and you get through 10 weeks of the season and people Tyree are really Hill. kicking the tires on yeah, people are kicking the tires on Tyreek Hill and and uh, CJ Stroud. Like that, that's telling you that you know no one has really separated themselves from the pack. And uh, I mean, to that point, uh, there were three quarterbacks through ten weeks last year who had substantially higher EPA uh, generated um, in the early going than any quarterback so far this season. The current leader in terms of total EPA uh, so far this season is Mr. Brock Purdy, who's sitting just under one hundred uh, with about three hundred snaps. His EPA per play number are pretty awesome his success rate is pretty awesome uh and you know i think it's definitely there's definitely room for san francisco to win this thing out and at that point maybe he's still in consideration but i have tough time buying that he's going to be able to flip mahomes uh and uh you know again kind of keeping that number in mind that he has yet to even get to 100 uh you know mahomes Tua, and josh allen all cleared 100 pretty easily through 10 weeks last year with mahomes leading the pack at 142 um so we are way way off the pace of uh quarterback production from just one year ago uh and i think the fact that mahomes came into the season as pretty much the undisputed number one player in football and he, basically someone was going to have to come and take the crown away from him well it was going to take someone getting the one seed in the afc to do that in my opinion and so uh josh allen could still get there but he's looking like a, a pretty clear outsider to me just considering that the team itself is going to have to find a way to win basically the rest of the games on their schedule and have mahomes drop a couple here so um same kind of goes for tua especially with the head-to-head loss against mahomes so um i don't really think there's a ton of room for anyone to kind of run Mahomes down and flip him here outside of, uh, you know, a, a pretty outrageous uh, finish, uh, you know, from someone like Burrow, Lamar, or Josh Allen. So uh, for me, it's still, still Mahomes to lose. And uh, that's actually my only stake in this market to this point. So I'm um, talking my book a little bit, I guess. 
You better, you better here with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the NFL. We'll save it time for at least one NBA question at the end with our pal, the whale capper Drew Densick on Twitter at whale underscore capper, batting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Well, the last NFL question here, and then we'll do an NBA one to close here. So maybe about a minute so we could save some time for basketball. There are a couple huge spreads this week in the NFL, and Ken and I have talked about a couple of these games already. We'll do the uh, the Cowboys and Panthers next segment, and we'll do the Bucks and the 49ers tomorrow. Uh, the Raiders, 11.5-point dogs at the Dolphins. My Giants, 10-point dogs in Washington. The Panthers, 11-point home dogs against the Cowboys. And I guess like we could do the Buccaneers also, but we haven't talked about that game yet. Tampa, 11-point dog on the road in San Francisco. And, and also Chicago getting 10 on the road in Detroit. If you had to make the case, well, or bet one of the huge underdogs this week in the NFL, do any of them stand out? Or do you like any of those favorites laying huge numbers here in about a minute? Yeah, it's hilarious that like a couple weeks ago, the narrative would have been anyone could beat anyone, guys. And now you have five double digit spreads <laughs> two weeks later. So, uh, yeah, it is funny also that you kind of line up the uh, the favorites here. And it is like the uh, uh, the very hilarious meme of the soldiers in Iraq with the clown, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, sure. oh, yeah, San Francisco, Dallas, Miami. Washington. <laughs> so, yeah, Washington should definitely be double-digit favorites. We definitely know that that team's super good. No, we don't. And I know it's Tommy DeVito and the Giants, and it probably is the grossest bet uh, that you could possibly make for this week. But uh, I'll probably be taking 10 and a half when it gets there because it feels like that's going to get bet and uh, hold my nose and hope the Giants can keep that competitive. Uh, just as a, a side note, uh, I, I I would. I just would love to see the Giants start playing competitive football, scoring points. Like it's just a sad state of affairs there. And uh, if you can't do it against Washington Commanders defense, then I'm not sure you're going to be able to do it. So this is at least a, a pretty decent step down in competition for the Giants' offense. So hopefully they can get to 20 points. We'll see. Yeah, well, I agree totally. Well, Nick's writing in the chat like he doesn't. He doesn't want the team to be good. He wants them to be as bad as possible. Like they can lose, just lose. Competitive. Oh yeah, just lose competitively. Lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We had a we had a couple minutes left for this whale. This could be a bet for tonight. There's only four games, and we don't know if De'Aaron Fox is going to play. So like maybe you don't have anything for tonight, and that's okay. Bet for mm -hmm. tonight, or a bet that you just like. This could be like a future, a division, just like a bet in the NBA that you like tonight or otherwise here in like about 45 seconds. Okay, State of the NBA is kind of fun right now because there's a lot of surprises. I don't think anyone expected Philly and Minnesota to be this good. If you haven't already gotten on the Rudy Gobert DPOI bandwagon, you might as well because he's performing clearly as the best defense player in basketball again. Um, I have uh, a decent uh, – I still think we're headed for Boston – Detroit. I mean, Boston uh, versus Denver in our, uh, you know, our, at, when it's all said and done, like that hasn't really changed from the preseason, but um, definitely kind of fun to see some of the uh, kind of second tier teams be recycling right now. Uh, I made a fun bet on Houston, uh, the Houston Rockets to win their group and to win the play in tournament. Uh, I think basically Ooh. everyone else in their group is somewhat flawed with Denver not having Jamal Murray and the Clippers being the Clippers. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some other injuries that are impacting that. Uh, certainly, and Houston's playing very well right now. If you haven't been paying attention, um, and uh, for tonight, I like uh, I like the Cavs against the Kings. I uh, don't know about Fox one way or the other, but uh, I make the Kings uh, about four points worse than the uh, Cavs on a neutral, uh, and I'm not uh, close to uh, giving them four points for home court advantage, even though they do like to light the beam in Sacramento. So uh, for me, it's the uh, Cavs uh, on the money line right now. I think is a pretty decent bet, and uh, I think uh, yeah, that's like a pick 'em. Uh, across.
across. Actually, wow, look at that. Minus one and a half right now for Sacramento at Circa. So I guess Fox might, must yep. be playing, even though he was doubtful. Yeah, yeah. That, was like, that was like three and a half or four a couple hours ago. So maybe it is going to be, yeah, we screw up. I, I was ready to take Keegan Murray points over if Fox wasn't going to play. There goes that bet. Uh, well, appreciate it, brother. Great job, as always, on the show. Uh, on Twitter at whale underscore camper, NBC Sports betting analyst, deep tie podcast. My friends, stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, best luck to you guys as well. And let's go Broncos. I got to tell you, what a great guy. Absolutely love him. Also, yes, let's go Broncos. Coming up next, back to our handicap of week 11 in the NFL, the Cowboys and the Panthers in Carolina. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.